Hello, and welcome to Victory Briefings, where we use the Word of God for a victorious life. I'm Dwight Hammond, and I'm glad you're listening today. Be blessed by the Holy Spirit as He gives you new revelation knowledge through the Word of God. There are six kinds of prayer. In Ephesians 6.18, the NIV says, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayer and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all of the Lord's people. This brief study will show us the various types of prayer in the New Testament. It is interesting how the original language has various definitions, making for many possible translations with overlapping descriptions. God has given us many ways and examples of how to pray. There are many reasons and situations in life for prayer. He wants us to fellowship with him on all occasions with all kinds of prayer. The New Testament uses six Greek words for prayer. There are other words associated with prayer and worship, but for now I want to stick with these six Greek words. Each of these six forms or kinds of prayer, differs from each other, just as a Roman soldier's lances differ for various applications in battle. The basic kinds of prayer in the New Testament are consecration, petition, authority, thanksgiving, supplication, and intercession. The prayer of consecration, decision and consecration would be commitment. This comes from the most frequently used Greek word for prayer. The Greek word is prosuke, and the first part of this compound word is pros, which means face-to-face, indicating close relationship, upfront and personal, intimate contact with someone else. Pros is used four times in Ephesians 6.12 to paint a picture of being face-to-face even with our enemy. We need to get face-to-face with the devil and demons in battle. This is pros, the first part of the compound word. Each time the word against is used in uh, Ephesians 6.12, it means to be face-to-face. It says for, in, in Ephesians 6.12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. This is not the main uh, thrust of the message, but it gives us the idea of the first part of the word that is mostly used for prayer. Face-to-face with principalities, face-to-face with uh, powers. We need to be eyeball to eyeball with the rulers of darkness of this world, and we need to be face to face with spiritual wickedness in high places in order to do battle. The second part of this word is eukomai, eukomai, which describes a wish, desire, prayer, or vow. Originally, it was to make a vow to God when expressing a need or a desire. A person would vow to give something of great value to God in exchange for a pleasing answer to prayer. The best example of this is found in 1 Samuel chapter 1, beginning with verse 11, where Hannah's desire for a child developed into an exchange of her most precious possession. Hannah vowed to give Samuel to God. 
Often, people seeking an answered prayer would give a gift of thanksgiving in advance. This was a way of releasing their faith in the goodness of God and thanking Him for a favorable reply to prayer. Most of Paul's followers were Greek, so they understood how powerful this word prosuke was. We need to have an intimate, eye-to-eye, face-to-face relationship with God. The idea of sacrifice is associated with prosuke. We should be willing to give everything we own in exchange for an answered prayer. Even though the Holy Spirit convicts our hearts of areas that need to be surrendered to His sanctifying power, He will never forcibly take these things from us. So, this particular word for prayer points to the place of decision and consecration, an altar where we freely vow to give our lives to God in exchange for His life. We place our lives in His hands in an act of consecration. This word, prosuke, has to do with surrender and sacrifice. This tells us that God wants to do more than simply bless us. He wants to change us. Therefore, when we know we offer a genuine prayer in faith, we should always include thanksgiving to God along with our prayer, knowing that He hears us. Now, the prayer of petition is from the word, the Greek word, deasis. Deasis is the second most used word for prayer in the New Testament. Ephesians 6.18 says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And that's the King James Version of 6.18. Deasis describes personal needs or wants. This is about the very basics for survival, not for a new house or a faster car. This word, deasis, has to do with needs being met for a continued existence. Deasis is a petition, a cry for God's help that exposes the person's insufficiency to meet his own needs, praying always with all prayer and with all earnest, sincere, and heartfelt petition. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 5.7 that Jesus prayed this kind of prayer. Hebrews 5.7 in the NIV says, During the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions with fervent cries and tears to the one who could save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverent submission. Jesus realized his need so much that he prayed deasis with strong crying tears. He cried out to the Father in the, in the weakness of his humanity to meet his basic needs of strength and power. Father, hear my humble cry. This word deasis almost always is used as a cry for help. It is an appeal to God for a special need. It is the petition for strength to resist temptation or help during a crisis or for spiritual power for ministry in a certain situation. Lord, I need some help down here is a good prayer. Where prosuke has to do with surrender and consecration, the word diasis has to do with humility. The Prayer of Authority The third most common word used for prayer in the New Testament is ateo. 
to ask, demand, or require. This Greek word may seem to be a strange word for prayer. It doesn't refer to one asking in humility. The word ateo describes someone who prays in authority, almost demanding something from God. This asking comes from a person who knows what his needs are and isn't afraid to boldly ask to receive them. The word daesis has to do with spiritual needs and wants, and the word ateo is connected more with tangible needs like food, shelter, money, and so forth. Now, how can you approach God with a commanding attitude, demanding needs to be met? Jesus gave us understanding of ateo in John fifteen seven. John fifteen seven in the New King James says, If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. Ask is from the word ateo, to ask, demand, require. This could be translated, you shall demand what you desire. When I first saw this, I was a little troubled in the notion of demanding something from God, but in context with the whole verse, it's better understood. If you abide in me and my words abide in you. Notice the word abide. It's used twice in this verse. Abide means to stay, dwell. It means to lodge or remain, to remain in a constant union with, or to take up permanent residency. Years ago, we would say this word means to set up housekeeping. This could be rendered, if you permanently and habitually dwell in me, you will be able to strongly ask for whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. You see, Jesus knew that if his words had permanent residency in our hearts and minds, we would never ask for something outside his will. His word is his will. He knew that our minds would be renewed to his will. When you know you are praying in line with God's will, his word, you don't have to beg for stuff. You can boldly speak in faith and expect God to deliver your requests. Hebrews 4.16 We can see the ateo in 1 John 5.14 and 15. 1 John 5.14 and 15 in the New King James Version says, Now this is the confidence we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked him. Confidence is from this Greek word, and it means to be blunt, with boldness, to be courageous. Along with confidence is ask, eteo, used three times in 1 John five fourteen and 15. John could have said something like, We are bold, courageous, and outspoken when we pray, because if we ask anything according to his will, his will is what he desires for our lives. He hears us, and in whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. Note that asking is connected to knowing the will of God. If you don't know what the Bible says, then you will lack confidence in your asking. Don't mistake arrogance for confidence. If you don't live there, don't go poking around in the pantry. If it's not your dwelling place, stay out of the refrigerator. 
If the Word of God dwells in you, if the Word is living in your heart and mind, and if His Word is is your residency where you live, your prayers will be accurate, and He appreciates your blunt requests. Store in your heart a strong foundation of absolute truth, and you will be able to take hold of the promises of God for your life much easier. When God's Word is allowed to take authority in your heart, you allow that Word to transform your thinking. The more your mind is renewed to God's Word, the more your prayers will be in line with His will for your life. You will be more confident and more powerful for His kingdom. Amen. The Prayer of Thanksgiving The Greek word eucharistao describes being grateful, an expression of gratitude, saying grace at a meal or giving thanks. Paul was so blessed when he heard about the faith in the Lord Jesus and a love for all the saints in the church at Ephesus, he wrote, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. That was Ephesians 1.16 I can't help but thank God for you in my prayers. Colossians 1.3 and 2 Thessalonians 1.3 He starts out some of his letters this way. I can't help but thank God for you in my prayers. In everything give thanks. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. When you pray for someone, give thanks every time. To be thankful is powerful in spiritual battle, and it is God's will. There are many other scriptures on the prayer of thanksgiving. See outlines on my website. The prayer of supplication. Now, the Greek word entukano is used five times, and it's translated dealt in the King James in one place, and intercession in Romans 8.27 and 8.34 and Romans 11.2, and also in Hebrews 7.25 in the King James. Intucano is a falling in with or meeting with, coming together like intercession addressed to God for oneself or others. Its verb intucano means to interpolate with familiarity and freedom of access, to interrupt another in speaking to come to God with boldness, to meet and talk with in a sense of intercede or make intercession for or against someone. Hebrews 7.25 tells us, Therefore he is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. Now make intercession is translated from the word in Tucano, the fall, to fall in with, meet with, in order to converse. From this description of a casual encounter, a word progresses to the idea of pleading with a person on behalf of another, although at times the petition may be against another. And you can see Acts 25, verse 24, and Romans 11, 2 there. This is to fall into a situation or to happen into a circumstance with someone. This is usually translated as intercession. It is not what most people think of as intercession. It is not the best rendering, as the definitions do not align really well with the text. So, in the King James, you'll find intercession, 
where supplication would have been a better translation. Rick Renner says in his book, Dressed to Kill, this word, entuxis, and its various forms, such as entucano, are usually translated as word intercession in the New Testament. However, entuxis does not necessarily refer to intercession as most people think of intercession, as in prayer for other people. This word entuxis rather carries the idea of one who comes to God in simple, childlike faith to freely enjoy fellowship in the presence of the Lord. One expositor has said that this is prayer in its most individual and simple form. It literally means to fall into or happen upon. The idea is to fall into the presence of the Lord or to come into a wonderful relationship in prayer. In some places, it's been translated as the word supplication. Indeed, this is the idea reflected in this word in Tuxis, to supplicate with the Lord. This word was used in some classical writings to depict a love relation between two lovers, two individuals who happened upon each other, who found and discovered each other, and were now sharing their lives together. The prayer of supplication refers to those special times in prayer when God, by His Spirit, showers us with love and fills us with the knowledge of His life-transforming acceptance. Now the prayer of intercession. The word in the Greek is hooper intunkano, to intercede in behalf of, or to make intercession for. Hooper, the first part of the word, means over and beyond superior to, above and beyond, more than, or on behalf of. And intunkando is to chance upon and confer with and to entreat. Uh, this word intukano translated intercession in Hebrews 5.25, speaking of our permanent high priest Jesus. The sixth Greek word for the type of prayer used in the New Testament is hooper intukano, to intercede in behalf of or to make intercession for, found only in one place, and that's Romans 8.26, and does not refer to believers doing anything, but rather the Holy Spirit only. Intercession, hooper and tincano, is the Holy Spirit's job. It is only used by the Holy Spirit, not by believers. We have had, for the most part, a misunderstanding of intercessory prayer. Intuxis is an interview, special supplication or intercessory prayer, and it's used two times, once for intercession and one time for prayer. From the root word intukano, used five times, means to chance upon or confer with, to deal with or to make intercession, and this happens for us when we do not know how to pray. The Holy Spirit has to bypass our intellect in order to do his ministry through us. So even when you're praying in the Spirit for someone, it is the Holy Spirit who makes intercession. It is an action that happens when he prays through us. Our job is actually supplication in Tuncano, where we meet with the Spirit, and he meets Hooper in Tuncano, with whom or what we are praying for on our behalf. Dutch Sheets explains it well in his book, Intercessory Prayer. He says, intercession 
is not primarily a prayer a person prays, but something a person does that can be done through prayer. Although the word intercession has come to mean prayer in our minds, its Hebrew word does not necessarily mean prayer at all. It has many shades of meaning, all of which can be done through prayer. Intercession creates a meeting. Intercessors meet with God. They also meet the powers of darkness. Prayer meetings are aptly named. So we have different words for the six kinds of prayer, and some of them are not translated the best. Some of them overlap. It can get confusing, but God wants us to know these things. And so we study his word so that we know him better in Jesus' name. I hope you are subscribed and will make it a part of your ministry to share this message with others. God bless you, my friend. This program and other materials are available at victorybriefings.net.